Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we come to the concluding two chapters of the book of 2 Chronicles. So we're going to look at uh, chapters 35 and 36. Uh, so much going on in these chapters, so many uh, names and so many details. And uh, so I hope you uh, uh, pay some attention to, to it. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, it parallels, uh, again, the final chapters of Second Kings. If you want more details, certainly it overlaps uh, the book of Jeremiah. Uh, it overlaps the book of Habakkuk. Uh, these events uh, uh, are uh, a part of what uh, the prophets are calling uh, attention uh, to, even uh, the prophet Ezekiel. And so uh, chapter 35 uh, tells us about uh, Josiah's faithfulness, but yet uh, he uh, unwisely enters into battle, and even while trying to disguise himself, uh, he is killed. Uh, and in a very real sense, this is a part of God's judgment that he would take out this godly king. And so chapter 36 uh, basically outlines uh, the final days of Jerusalem, uh, the fall of Judah. They are going to go into a captivity in, the, uh, in Babylon that has been prophesied. They have been warned uh, by the prophets even for centuries that this is what's going to happen. Ultimately, King Nebuchadnezzar is going to bring it all uh, about. And so uh, we are told in chapter 36 that the son of jo Josiah, Jehoiaz, is deposed by the king of Egypt. He's replaced by Eliakim, who is also known as Jehoiakim, who is ultimately taken to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, he is replaced by Jehoiachin, his son, who reigns for three months. And Nebuchadnezzar uh, takes him to Babylon because he had uh, done evil. Uh, we're told that he is taking uh, on these, uh, as he takes these people uh, to Babylon, uh, he is uh, raising uh, and raiding the temple and taking the, the artifacts uh, with him. Uh, I think presumably while the ark is, to my knowledge, never specifically mentioned, uh, I, I assume uh, this is at the point at which the ark disappears from the kind of the corridors of, of history. Uh, again, uh, he is replaced, uh, again, as a, uh, a client king, uh, uh, Zedekiah, uh, does evil. Uh, he tries to flee from Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar cap captures him, slaughters his children before his eyes, and then gouges his eyes out. And so just a horrible uh, unfolding of the judgment of God upon his apostate, uh, upon his uh, wicked uh, people. And so uh, uh, Zedekiah is ultimately going to be uh, taken uh, to, uh, to Babylon, uh, blinded, and, and so forth. Uh, uh, kind of the one ray of hope, uh, Nebuchadnezzar takes Jehoiachin, one of the, the, the line uh, of, of David, and so uh, he is going to, to, to live in Babylon, and ultimately uh, Jehoiachin is going to be kind of elevated to the king's table. Uh, maybe a, a, a bit of a tip of the hat of what's going to happen that ultimately uh, after the fall of Babylon, Persian kings are going to provide for the return of, uh, of the nation. The interesting thing, though, Jehoi though Jehoiachin is the symbol of God's covenant faithfulness to David, the line will continue, 
Jeremiah also tells him that not one of his sons is going to reign on the rule on, on the throne of of, uh, of Judah, and so he's in the line, but none of his descendants are going to hold the throne. But yet Jesus is the heir to the throne; he is going to inherit the throne. And it seems as though uh, the fact that even though he is the son of Joseph, son of David, he is not biologically the son of Joseph. And so uh, because there's not the genetic link, uh, this curse on Jehoiachin does not pass to the Lord Jesus. Okay, so our focus. Let's, let's look at uh, verse 15, beginning of verse 15, chapter 36. The horrible details of uh, the fall of Jerusalem, uh, the time of Daniel, uh, he and his free, uh, friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they're going to wind up in Babylon uh, as part of this uh, captivity, this 70 years promised and prophesied by Jeremiah. The Lord, the God of their fathers, sent persistently to them by his messengers because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. So, Again, for centuries, four centuries, the prophets have come. They have proclaimed, thus saith the, the Lord. But they kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people until there was no remedy. So that summarizes kind of the history of the nation of Israel, uh, the history of the divided monarchy of Israel and Judah, the history of Judah, an ultimate and final descent into apostasy, for which God, because God is faithful, he does what he says he will do, uh, they are judged. So verse 17, Therefore he brought up against them the king of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, who killed their young, man, young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary and had no compassion on young man or virgin, old man or aged. He gave them all into his hand and all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king of his princes, all these he brought to Babylon. And he, they burned the house of God and they broke down the wall of Jerusalem and burned all its palaces with fire and destroyed all its precious vessels. He took into exile into ba in Babylon those who had escaped from the sword and they became servants to him and to his son and to the establishment of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed its Sabbaths. All the days that it lay desolate, it kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. And then kind of a, uh, uh, an epilogue, a, a final note. Okay, the nation's in captivity. They're there because of the judgment of God. Uh, this was f promised. It was prophesied. They're going to be there for 70 years. There's been utter destruction. The people are, de are, are deported. The temple is destroyed. Its furnishings have been taken. Uh, all of these terrible things have happened. But the book off, off, uh, actually ends with a note, and, and, and again, maybe the likely author of, of, of the books of Chronicles uh, is Ezra, uh, one who is a part of the Restoration. So again, he's writing uh, years later after all of these events. He's very familiar with them. And so he is going to write and how uh, the, the prophecies, the promise of restoration uh, made by beginning with uh, Isaiah, continuing Jeremiah of a restoration under one known as Cyrus shall ultimately take place. 
Verse 22, Now in the first year of King of, of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made proclamation throughout all of his kingdom and also put it in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you, all of his people, may the Lord his God be with him. Let him go up. So Isaiah had uh, mentioned this particular uh, king. Uh, the book of Daniel describes that in the, uh, the days of, of Babylon's prominence, uh, in a, a night of debauchery, uh, there's this handwriting on the wall. You've been uh, weighed in the balances and found wanting, and we find uh, this king of Persia is going to come and going to uh, uh, destroy Babylon, and so Persia is going to rise to uh, the place of world prominence, and it's through uh, the kings of, of Persia, Artaxerxes and others, uh, that God is going to bring about his promise to restore the nation because what? God is faithful. Uh, that the punishment, while uh, in, in some sense is, 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 is ultimate, uh, it is also not final in, in the sense that God is going to give the, the people another chance and he's going to place the people in the land. The truth is they really don't do a whole lot better, but God is doing it because he is faithful and they are going to be the people from whom the ultimate son of David, uh, the, the fulfillment of the promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, prom the fulfillment of the promise uh, made to David, the promise uh, that the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent after being bruised upon the heel. All of these things will come about because the people have been placed back uh, in the land that God has promised. And so uh, uh, all of this is said and all of this is done in view of, uh, in uh, fulfillment of the plan of uh, the ultimate son of David being produced in the land within the nation of Judah because he is indeed the ultimate lion of the tribe of Judah. And so this brings us to a conclusion, in, in some sense a very sad conclusion and in some sense an unnecessary conclusion. These people knew better. They had better. Uh, but uh, uh, we do see this word of hope. And uh, I guess there's a, kind of in a sense we should say with God, uh, even in the darkest of days, there's always a word of hope. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.